Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Rawmakers Podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, um, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Gorman of the Rawmakers Coaches. So tonight, guys, we've got probably one of the greats, you know, in the field of like NLP, um, in our opinion, like, and he's joined us tonight very graciously. Um, and can't wait to get him on. He's a men's coach, a mentor, a trainer, and he mainly specialises in the field of NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming. And, you know, he's heavily linked with some of the biggest names in the coaching world. And, yeah, can't wait to get him out. So, without further ado, hello, Carl. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Nice to be on with you. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Brilliant to be on. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Good, yeah. good. Um, and, yeah, no problem. Like, we're jumping at the chance to get you on, mate. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for that. That stonkingly good introduction. I want you just to follow me around, and everywhere I go, you can just introduce me, Jason. That would be awesome. Programming. And I said, wow, well, you know, like, teach me more. 
and he he basically gave me over those i think i had about 10 or 20 sessions with him so it's quite a long period of time over three to six months and i was in my early 20s at the time and i was still suffering from kind of a lot of anxiety i wasn't really someone who was depressed a lot but i was always someone who was carrying around a lot of um worry and a lot of fear you know so i would do things but it would it would i'd always be really nervous about social you know things coming on a podcast like this doing a presentation they would always like my body would just like literally close up so he helped me with all of that stuff and then he uh he showed me the training that he'd done and i went and did exactly the same training so he did nlp with in a re with a really good company that had um you know i got to train with richard bandler and john grinder who like invented NLP. I got to train with Robert Diltz. I got to train with Joseph O'Connor. I got to train with, eventually I went on and did some training with Tony Robbins. I did Paul McKenna. So I did a whole bunch of training around that time in my like late twenties and early thirties that really changed the direction of my life. And, you know, I was very grateful for that training because that was what put me on the path that I'm on now in terms of coaching, training and mentoring. And then eventually, because of my father's death and because of the impact that it had on me as a boy, I thought, you know what, I need to focus on men. That's what, that's where I need to focus my attention. So many, you know, of the statistics now in terms of suicide rates, mental health issues going through the roof. It's a difficult time for men to live at the moment. And so um, different changes in identity, different changes in terms of the dynamics between feminine and masculine. Uh, all sorts of stuff going on and i really wanted to specialize in that so i, I then trained to be a you know, men's coach and did some very specific training on that looking at men's issues and now i focus exclusively in terms of my one-to-one -one coaching just on men and uh that's been so fulfilling you know to do and uh, but i also do nlp training and stuff as well where you have mixed groups and and i love working with women as well it's just at the moment at this time in my life just focusing in on those men's issues so that's a bit about me uh, and what I do and why I do it, which I think is always the important question, isn't it? It's like we all come from a, a place of like, if you get into the healing or you get into some kind of self-development work or you're a coach or a trainer or a consultant, there's always a story behind it about, even if you're unconscious of that story, there's, there's always that thing, your own kind of personal story is really what gets you into it. And then, you know, you just, you find that that shadow aspect, that traumatic event that happened in my life, now it's like the gold, right? Now it's like I can, I can transmute that. I can shift that pain into something which I'm delivering out there and helping other people and serving. So, you know, that's, um, that's how I see things. You know, that's how, that's what I want to do. What do you say that? Because there's a Japanese art form called Kintsugi and it's where they, take broken china and they fill it with gold and mend it with gold and it kind of it's a beautiful way of saying our scars are what make us unique and beautiful wow i love that jason i didn't know that yeah uh, that's beautiful brother it's k-i-n-p-s-u-g-i -E go and look it up it's like they mend like broken bits of pottery and vases and all sorts of stuff with actual gold and to remind us that you know everyone's cracks are different you know everyone's you know different experience to shape them into a kind of being this you know beautiful representation yeah just like highlighting that our scars make us beautiful is what makes us unique what allows us to help people the most and 
firmly believe in you know you can I know there's a quote out there that you probably heard which is you can only go as deep with a client as you've gone yourself right so it's like you've got to do the work for yourself you've got to walk the walk the walk and um you know that's what we're trying to do every day but without that without that modeling without that kind of you know I'm doing the work on myself you you find that you, you know you're sharing from a place which is very theoretical and people don't engage too much with that so if you're a coach or a trainer or someone who's looking to inspire people it's always worth looking at you know what's what's my own story how did i do the alchemy myself you know that magic where we take that we take the dirt and we transform it into gold you know that is the the internal uh, transmutation if you like like that transformation that happens within and then you can share it right it's like um but all all of that pain that you went through in your childhood or maybe you're going through some pain and difficulty now that's all there to help you grow and to get you to a point where you can begin to help others and step into that power for yourself so yeah that's what it's all about i love that metaphor i'm definitely going to look that one up god the japanese they come out with some good stuff don't they i've got a book here on the have you heard about the icky icky uh the icky guy have you heard that one as well that's a great process Let's um, talk know. about the Japanese. That'll be fine. Is, uh, is it like the looping triangles, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. How to find your purpose. Yeah. The icky guy. Yeah, that was one of the exercises I did um, very early on. You know, where it all crossed. Those are kind of vectors that all cross, and then you find right in the middle of that center. That's what you should be doing. That's a great process. Have a look. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, going back, obviously, you kind of, you know. To come from like a place of anxiety, you know, um, negative stuff happening to you, that takes a lot of courage to kind of pick yourself up and become the person that you did. So talk us through that journey a bit more, like in finding courage enough to kind of go and help you through the world. Well, I like the fact that you call it courage because I think that's what it is. And there's two, like some people confuse confidence with courage. And I think courage is really the thing I'm interested in less than confidence because confidence comes after the fact. You know, confidence is competence. You know, it's like you do something enough, you're going to get confident at it, right? But, but that's not where your growth edge is. It's like if you're, if you're wanting to learn a new skill, you have to be right on that growth edge. That's where the fear is. And that requires courage. Because courage is something that when you're stepping into the unknown, courage is something where you're really looking to uh, be right on the edge, the kind of cutting edge of where you are. And that's where that growth happens, right on the edge, not too far over it and not too far within your comfort zone, but just on the edge of it, that's where you want to be. So you don't want to push too hard because then it feels impossible and just fear and anxiety takes over. But if you're too comfortable, then you don't grow. So we want to be right on that edge. And I've always found when I was when I was trying to learn a new skill. So, I mean, I'll tell you the first time I gave a presentation, I was absolutely terrible, like absolutely diabolical. I was, um, I think I was aged about 22 or something. And I was, I had my first job and I was asked by the manager to give a presentation to this um, board of directors. So I was absolutely bricking it, right? Cause I was like fresh out of school. I needed to give the presentation. And have you ever heard the expression? So have you ever heard the expression saddlebags? Right. It's when you sweat so much that your shirt is like 
like under the armpits. Have you ever had that experience? I'm sorry if you're a woman and listening, but this happens to guys. But may happen to you too, but we don't talk about it. But it's like it's like you get so sweaty that you literally have saddlebags. So as I was sat there waiting to do this presentation, and of course in the waiting to do it, that's even worse because right? you just build that anxiety, it's building, building, building. And uh, I stood up to do the presentation and literally I was covered in sweat before I even started. And then I started to speak and it was like, like my throat literally wouldn't talk. I was that panicked. So it was like a really embodied fear. I mean, they say like giving presentations is, is worse than, you know, people fear that more than dying. Right. Well, that was me. That was me. So 22 years old, I did it. I had to be rescued. My managing director realized I was not even going to get through the first five minutes of this. And he stood up and sat me down and I and I sat there and I was so angry, so angry with myself. that I was so fearful and so anxious about the presentation. So I was doing the whole beating myself up about it as well. And so what I decided to, I sat on the train going home and it was raining, you know, pouring down with rain. And I was like miserable and sat on the train on my own. And I was thinking, um, I was thinking, how am I going to fix this? But at, on that train journey, I made a decision. Right? And that's what started this whole journey for me. And that decision was that I never wanted to be in that situation again. Like I never wanted to be bad at presenting ever again. And because that decision was made from such a powerful place, it was, it was something which I'd committed to 100% right there, sat on the train going home. Now I was on a half an hour train journey. By the time I got back, I looked up the, the, the course that I could do and I decided to do an acting course this is uh, you know how committed i was to it i decided to do something called the alexander technique which is a breath which is a breath technique that actors do and that was really the first bit of probably personal development training that i did and it was a two-day course where they had us do these crazy things with sort of lying down and breathing and then you have to stand up you work on your breath your posture it was less about the content the presentation and more about how you feel it in your body because that was where i was really suffering it was like it was like we carry these pockets of like trauma around in us, right? So that's what I worked on. And from that time on, I decided I wanted to become a great speaker. And that's what I decided to do. And I just did training after training after training to get me to the point where I was until, until, you know, a couple of years ago, I did, I did a presentation in front of the prime minister. So I was asked to go and um, do a presentation for them. And I did that. I've done presentations. In, I've been on national television in front of audiences of 11 million people on BBC Breakfast. So, you know, I've done, I kind of walk the walk in terms of going from that, like age 20, 23 years old, not able to even breathe, standing up in front of, you know, business executives, to be, being able to present in front of very large crowds. And do I still feel nervous? Do I still brick it? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. And I don't think that's ever going to change. It's like, but what I've learned to do manage my state right is getting to a good physiology is understand my breath is my power is to ground myself and then to step into the presentation and be able to deliver what i need to do so in terms of your question how do you how do you get to this point where you're like you know you're you're, you're moving from fear to courage and then on to confidence and competence then that transition is firstly about just making the decision it's like making a decision that you want it because when you then bring the attitude of, you know, whatever's going to happen, I'm going to get through this, I'm going to get over it, I'm going to get under it, I'm going to get around it, I'm going to find a way to become this person, whether it's become a coach, become an entrepreneur, 
uh, become a six-figure earner, become a great presenter, whatever it is, it all starts with that decision. If you make that decision from an embodied place, like a place which is from a place of fear, yes, you're moving away from fear, but also towards a vision of how you want yourself to be, when you have those two powerful forces working for you, then you can absolutely do it. If I can present from where I started, and I'm speaking to 11 million people on BBC Breakfast, then you know we can all do it, guys. I mean, it's about making a decision and then putting that out there as something that you really want to aspire to, and you'll find the universe begins to work for you, right? You guys would have found this as well. Like it begins to put things in your path, opportunities come up, and you begin to make changes in your life, and that's uh, that's really what it's about. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, we started with the first guest, and you know, now we're talking to guests like you guys. Like, it's, like, it's so great, like to to have that journey, and but that's pretty much what we are doing. We're kind of taking you stuck, you know. Um, start out in like men uh, who are, you know are really kind of stuck in how how they think, and we're getting them to the point where they're going to start to date, you know, um, start to step out of their comfort zone just ever so slightly, and then more and more and more, and then that gradually gets the confidence, which is what they come to us for. We, you know, we're advertising as courage and confidence coaches, but you know. Um, like they want the confidence, they want the end result, so they're coming to us for confidence. But there's a journey, isn't there? Like you just said, to kind of you know get that confidence. confidence. Yeah, there absolutely is a journey. Yeah, and that the journey is the thing, right? Because you never really get it. Like if I was, I mean, you, I think, you know, coming on this podcast today, you didn't. It was like, can you come on the podcast? I was like. Uh, well, how long do I have? Well, you don't have any time, Carl. We want you just to come on the podcast. And I'm like, initially, that anxiety is like, holy shit. Like, I, you know what? Uh, uh, I don't know where I can swear on your podcast, but I am anyway. But it's like, okay. So I got like, Jason wants to do the podcast. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what it's about. And, and, but I can jump on now simply because, you know, I've done it so many times now that you build that competence up. But when you, and you build the confidence in yourself that you know you can come on and just talk. But when you start out, you know, it is about taking those small steps. And and again, working at your edge. Would I take some would I take that 23-year-old Carl and put him in front of 11 million people on BBC Breakfast? Hell no, I would not do that to him. It's like you have to take those steps, right? It's a progression. So anybody tells you it's like you can do it overnight, you can't, you know, you can change your state quickly like in a flash you can get you can get into a confident state but will you have the competence to do it or will you be just pushed you know over a over a bridge you know it's like well fly and it's like well i can't fly so it's like you've got to build up that level of capability and skill as well over time so it's like yeah confidence is great and build the competence with it and have the courage to make the decision in the first place and go for it so, yeah, I mean, and wherever you are in your journey, at whatever age you are, whatever, you know, particular life situation you're in, you can always find ways to challenge yourself every day just on the edge, just on the edge of that comfort zone to really, you know, you guys are modeling it right now by starting this podcast and just getting people on and, like, just going for it. And, you know, your listener base, your fan base will grow over time and you'll get better at it 
and you'll look back at these podcasts as I look back at some of my early podcasts and think, Jesus, what the hell was I thinking? But, you know, later on, like years down the line, you'll be like, wow, that was part of the journey, right? That was part of my development. And I look back and I love myself for doing that because that was what I had to do at the time to get where I am. So it's all about, it's all about, you know, taking it, chunking it down and then really, you know, loving yourself through the times when you're not so great. And, you know, maybe you fail, maybe you get saddlebags like I did and you sweat and, you know, you you get nervous, but you keep going. And in the end, you know, you, you'll be triumphant because, you know, you've got that attitude and that attitude is I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get around it, whatever I need to do to make this happen for myself. And, uh, you know, with that self-belief, that'll take you a long, long way. Yeah, because I've had, like, the early opinions of my earlier podcast. Oh, you need to be doing this more, you need to be doing that. Like, everyone who gives their opinion is kind of like, well, actually, it's just a process. You know, I'm, I'm doing these podcasts to get better at speaking and um, to put myself out there. Like, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, like you say, and, yeah. Yeah, and what I love about you, Jason, and you, Adam, is, is that authenticity about you coming on and just doing it as you are, as you be. You know, it's like uh, we get you get so many people that try and do it, and you can tell that because it's not real. You know, the ones that wear the mask and they're not really they're not being their authentic self. They're kind of hiding behind or they're trying to model somebody that they've seen do it. Or they're trying to be somebody else. You know, we can't all be Tony Robbins, right? We don't all have big, like, six foot six and big, flipping, flashy teeth and a big American actor. Like, we can't all be Tony Robbins. Certainly not to start with. You can model Tony Robbins. You can aspire to be to be like that on stage and to move people like that. But that's taken years and years and years. Like him crafting his his art. Right. So it's like, no, you've got to start, like, get out there. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Just get out there, start talking like you're doing, start making the stuff. And, you know, be creative and learn and fuck it up and then do it again. And it's like, you, you know, you, you learn through that process. And that's, uh, that's, the, that's how we're built as human beings, right? That's what we've done for millennia. So we adapt, we overcome, we get better. I love it. So, Ado, you've got a question. Yeah, so I can resonate with you, Carl, with the uh, presentation. I think when I was about 22, I, I did a first presentation and I was nervous as fuck. I mean, I was sweating and that. I couldn't even speak. And then a few years later, I said I weren't going to do another presentation again. Yeah. And then about the age of 25, I did another presentation. And that... I was nervous at first, but as I started to speak, I could see the people engaging. So that mm. built my confidence up more to speak more. And since then, I've, I don't, I do get nervous at the start, but then when I start talking, the nerves just go. I just go, nice. I don't really prepare. I just go with the flow. And often it's that anticipation, isn't it? Like, I agree with you. It's like, it's the anticipation of, because what a lot of people do is worry about stuff that they never actually get to do because they worry about it so much. It's like you're carrying, and this is about like being able to focus your thoughts in certain directions. But if you're, fo if you're always worried about something which has either happened in the past or is going to happen in the future, then you stay in that state a lot of the time. And a lot of people's lives are kind of made up of the cumulative 
states of like worrying about the past or worrying about the future, which is like counter counterproductive to them because that is the that that is the quality of your life. The quality of the life that you have is the quality of the moment that you're in. So this is something that I really realized through my training is that moment to moment to moment. We're always trying to build the quality of life that we have right now, which means that you know, learning how to manage your state through through stuff like NLP or understanding the nature of thought through something like three principles training or spirituality or meditation. You now that stuff can really help you understand that you're okay right now. You're okay. Like there is no pressure on you to either do this thing in the future, but not living through your past anymore. You're okay. And it's like, Understanding that was really the key to unlocking kind of my anxiety. And then, like you say, Adam, if we're constantly worried, like the anticipation is actually worse than doing it. Because once you're in flow, once you've engaged with that audience, like you say, Adam, and I've got a question for you actually on that. Like once you're engaged in that process, it's like magic, right? You realize that the moment is the moment. It's like, and you just feel into what's needed in that moment. And that's what makes magic presenting. It's like you can really over-prepare, but if you're doing that engagement with an audience and you're kind of in the moment and bringing the stuff up as it comes up to you, like you're living in the, in the moment, uh, that's what makes magic, right, for people. Who wants to sit through 50 flipping PowerPoint slides if you prepared like 10 weeks ago? That It's not relevant to what's happening right now. People want right now. Like they want the magic now. So um, it sounds like that's what you've nailed, Adam. But I had a question for you, actually, which was, which was about engagement. So you said, I knew I was engaging the audience, right? Whenever I hear that, I think there's some, there's some like, real wisdom and insight in that. And, and so my question for you is, how did you know that you were engaging the audience? Like, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? Like, what, how did you know you were engaging the audience? Because uh, uh, the first... The first part of the presentation, I was I was looking down because I prepared I prepared a few notes, and I was looking down. And obviously, when you when you speak looking down, that they can't you can't really project your voice. So as I was looking up and saw the audience engaging with with the eyes, and then they started smiling, and when there was funny parts, it was laughing. And as I could see that, and I could feel the the energy, mm. the, the energy off off the the 20, 30 people there, the energy I was feeling, it was like uh, your heart bumping, the blood race, it's like a proper adrenaline rush. And the more I felt it, the more I was like, you know what, we're going to fucking smash this. We're going to keep talking mm. and talking and talking. And the more energy I got, the more, the more I started speaking, the more engagement. I was even asking them questions. I was even right. taking questions off them. So the more energy I got, the more I wanted to stay up there. But we only had like 15 minutes. I was like, that's not long enough. Give me more. Give me more. Great. So you've gone from like really nervous and worried about giving presentations to like, and notice that language that you're using there is like, it's about connection, right? It's about connecting to yourself, connecting to the moment, connecting to the audience. It's like, that's the magic. And then the engagement with the smiles and the eye contact. And then you realize... And man, I've got this. You know, I could, I could, you know, I could talk for another hour. I know I've got fifteen minutes, but give me the hour. It's like you, you know, you can take it and right and run with it because that's where the magic is. The magic is always right there in the moment. So you can prep these things, uh, but the magic of, of 
yeah, the magic of a sports contest would be very boring if you know we we as coaches like we we just planned out what the game was going to look like and then we got to the pitch and like the game went that way all right and everyone goes home and goes oh, oh it went exactly as as we thought no the magic of sport is in the fact that it's totally unpredictable like anything could happen the goal could come from anywhere you have injuries you have the acts of God, you know, you have pigeons on the field, you have crowd rushes, you have like the magic in the conflict and the drama, right, of that moment coming together. So that's what people live for. Yeah, it's like so engaging in that moment when you're doing presentations and also understanding that the drama in your entrepreneurial journey or the drama in your coaching journey, now all of that stuff's what life's made of, right? So yeah, planet, prep, absolutely, I believe in that. And then flow, like just go with where the energy is and really let yourself be ignited by what's happening in the moment. And then you're creating magic. So beautiful job, buddy. So. Yeah, because you can only have a plan one side of it anyway, can't you? Like whether it's like delivering a presentation, technical things could go wrong, right? Um, you know, uh, or if, with an audience, you could get not what you expect from the audience or the other sports team who come to play you in the tournament like could play totally different to how you watch them on videos for weeks and how you planned and all they're doing this here there that there and you've tactically set up your team and then they come and change your style and you're like what the hell like yeah exactly so it's all it's it's always about feeling into what what the moment requires i love that phrase it's like feeling into what the moment needs and that's actually what great coaches do as well so it's like if they feel into the question that's that's wanting to be asked but that nobody's asking right that the clients not asked themselves before that the man sat in front of you is not asked themselves before they're feeling into the question that the moment is asking for not the 20 questions that they had preset or the set kind of set of tools and techniques that they wanted to use, but the question that's wanting to be asked, right? So it's always about, you can go to my website, which is Carl with a K, Walkinshaw, W-A-L-K-I-N-S-H-A-W.com. Go to carlwalkinshaw.com. You can find out more about my men's coaching, men's mentoring, training. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook. Check me out on Facebook. We've got we've just started a new NLP group. We're calling NLP U. And uh, if you want some good quality, ethical, you know, free training basically in in neuro linguistic programming and how that's impacted my life uh, and the life of my partner, then you can definitely come along and, and learn that. We'd love to have you in the group. So, number of different. Well, you can also find me on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter. So just type my name into Google. And all sorts of fun stuff will come up. Just don't look at the old stuff. I, you know, it's a bit overweight and had, uh, you know, my hair was a bit wonky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so please do reach out to Carl. Like, definitely recommend that album to you. Like, um, we've been involved with NLP as well. So we absolutely love NLP. So any chance to get some free training from quality coaches is always welcome like um yeah and definitely it's, it's an eye-opening experience learning and i'll be like um really yeah in july i don't remember what it was like to 
think and feel before learning NLP. Like that part of my memory is pretty much gone now. It was hypnotized out of you, Jason. That sounds of it. Somebody got hold of you and just deleted all the old programming, and you're just completely updated now. Just it's all just happened. So that's yeah. I mean, NLP is a tremendously powerful tool. If you haven't come across it before, then do yeah. Check out the NLP U group we're putting. We just had a really great discussion about you know, representational systems, you know, we're talking about the kinesthetic and the auditory and the visual rep systems and the gustatory and like your olfactory sense of sense of smell, all that kind of stuff, how we understand the world and our senses and then making sense of that internally and how you can shift and change that to manage your own state and to really be in an optimal state at different times. You don't want to be running around like Tony Robbins all the time, right? Sometimes you you want to be in a relaxed state. Sometimes you want to be in a romantic state. Sometimes you want to be in a really, you know, high energy state when you're doing presentations, maybe. So it's about appropriately kind of understanding your physiology and your neurology and how you can manage your own state of being and well-being so that you can maximize your life. It's what really NLP is all about. And quick change, you know, being able to make um, changes to your life that are rapid and fast and, um, and long-standing as well. So it's a really powerful set of tools and technologies underpinned by a really cool attitude about life, right? So, uh, yeah, fully recommended to you. Um, yeah, so anything else, Adam, like in there? Um, yeah, there is another a question. When you have the, the down days, like everyone does, how do you change the mindset? Yeah, it's a great question. So the first thing I do, and I know you said mindset, but I think about what you're doing with your body. So that's the, the, the first thing I have guys do is really, so if you start a kind of coaching session with me, the first thing we'll do is some breath work because your breath and how deeply you're breathing and whether you can really feel your body in the chair, uh, you know, and how, how grounded you feel in yourself really begins to change your state. So breath work can change your state you can just go out for a walk. You know, get out in the sun. Get out. I know there's not much sun around, right, at the moment. But you can get out in the rain. Then you know, feel that rain on your face. Get some, get some blood pumping in your body. That will begin to change your state. You know, people take out. If you're in a sad physiology, I mean, everyone knows what that kind of looks like. You know, you kind of uh, your head's down and you're looking down, and things are really kind of miserable. If you get your head back and you get your eyes up and you begin to move. You know, your body will begin to shift your, and that will begin to shift your mental state. So I would say start with some body work first. Then you can start working on the mind and you can start working on your mindset. But your body and mind, as we were discussing just before we came on air, actually, which is like your body and mind are really linked. Like we have like, we think everything goes on up here and we can think our way out of problems. Actually, we know from modern research, like I was saying to Jason before that, like our somatic system, our gut thinks for itself. There's a whole bunch of neurons in there. Our heart, you know, thinks, literally thinks for itself. In this, and our neurology does as well. So we are this kind of body-mind linked system. And you can't kind of escape it. You can meditate and you can dissociate from it. Um, but we are a linked embodied system. So think about it systemically. If you're if you're drinking a lot or you're taking drugs a lot or you're like you 
you know, that will affect your mental state. Like we know that, right? And that's like, the, it's kind of proof that the body mind is linked in that way. So, you know, the things to look at when I'm looking with men and if they come to me and they say, well, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm down. Like the first questions I'm asking are, you know, it's like, what do you do? Do you exercise? Do you move? I mean, it doesn't mean, do you walk? You know, how is your life structured? What structure do you have around your life that's enabling you to feel good? Okay, so feeling good is really a, a matter of, uh, it's not just a matter of feeling good in your mind, but you want to feel good in your body. So if you don't feel good in your body, you're not going to feel good in your mind. And, and that's where we start. And from there, we begin to build, you know, the, the real structures in their life that are going to serve them from the moment they get up. What are they doing? And that's different for every man. But um, that's where you want to start. You want to start with your physiology and what you're doing with, with your physiology. And then you can begin to layer in all sorts of great techniques like visualization techniques, relaxation techniques. We can cure phobias. We can cure, you know, we can look at, you know, what you're feeling anxious about, particular traumatic events in your past. We can do timeline therapy. There's a whole bunch of like, there's a toolkit of stuff that you can use with clients to help shift their mental state. But all the time, I'm always thinking about their physiology as well, you know, moving them through different physiological states to get them to a place that they really want to be. So I'd start with your body and the simple stuff and then begin to look at what you can do up top, so to speak. Even if it's like jumping on the floor and doing a few sit-ups or yeah. like, you know, a few star jumps, you're going to feel totally different from that slumped kind of, you know, down than you would just experience in a massive difference right there's some stuff we can't think our way out of so if we're not if we're not paying attention to this amazing sophisticated organ that we have then uh there's reasons why you're going to feel depressed you know there's reasons why you're going to feel down because it's it, it's a set it's like a that is your tool that is your instrument so it's like if you if you don't look after your car it's going to kind of fall apart on you it's not it's going to break down so you know, you, that's where I'd start. Great question, Adam. Could talk about that for days. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That's kind of all we've got time for, but um, we've loved, absolutely loved having you on. So thank you for coming on a short notice as well. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, yeah, thank you for a great episode of the Raw Makers podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, so we always finish it in the set way, so let's draw on that courage. Build up that confidence. And let's get back our roars. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Good night, guys. See ya. Thank you. Recording stopped.